0: And they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent. And in those days told of no one any of the many things that they had seen. The gospel of the Lord.
1: My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you've been here uh, the last couple of weeks, you know that we've been reading uh, gospel passages that talk about a discourse of Jesus that took place on a level place, or the plain. It's from the Sermon on the Plain. Today we move from the level place, or from the plain, up to the top, Of a mountaintop not only geographically but also metaphorically this is transfiguration sunday so this is the last sunday of epiphany it's the last sunday before the season of lent and the gospel story as we just heard is when jesus takes his three most important disciples peter james and john up to the top of the mountain so they're actually there again physically but this is also maybe the definition of a mountaintop experience in this story jesus is somehow mysteriously transfigured or changed um, and they also encounter the towering historic old testament figures of moses and elijah and the disciples hear uh, god speak uh, words that are very similar to the words that jesus heard at his baptism This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Now, do you think an event like that would have been remembered by Peter and James and John? Yes. Thank you. I agree. I think it would have been a really powerful moment in their life, and uh, my hunch is that it stuck with them until the very end of their life, right, seared into their memory, which is why I find it interesting that the very last line of this gospel reading, so we, we hear that uh, from the cloud came a voice that said, this is my son, my chosen, listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and then this, the last verse and the disciples kept silent and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen they kept silent why do you think they kept silent that's not a hypothetical question what do you think afraid Afraid. Christ told them to do it it. that's possible it doesn't say that but that's possible other ideas they didn't understand it Yeah, there are no wrong answers. Um, Maybe they're embarrassed. Who knows? I I don't know exactly the reason. I think all of those are legitimate answers. Um, But the fact that they have this very powerful experience, and yet they are unwilling or unable to talk about it, got me thinking about a sort of parallel set of stories uh, that I became familiar with about 10 or 11 years ago. Uh, This was... um, a Faith and Life speaker that we had, uh, again, about a decade ago. Her name is uh, Dr. Janice Amatuzio. Does that name mean anything to anyone here? Some of you know her. So she was, she's retired now. She was the chief um, forensic pathologist for the Anoka County Medical Examiner's Office, so a coroner. And she wrote a couple of books. Uh, this one is Beyond Knowing. The other one is called Forever Hours. These books are filled with stories um, that she heard from people she came in contact with through her privileged position uh, as a coroner. And I I don't have time today to to recount any of them, but they're stories that are, some of them are near death, we would call them near death experiences. Many of them are are, are stories from family members who in the uh, wake of a, a loved one's death feel a powerful sense of connection or um, affirmation or comfort from those family members. The important point I want to make today is that in all of these stories, almost all of these stories, those same two dynamics that I mentioned from the Transfiguration are also present. First, she tells these stories, very often people will share them with her and she'll say, did you learn anything or did it change you? And to a person they'll say, oh my gosh, it transformed my life. It completely changed the way I think about the priorities of my life and it certainly changed the way I think about death I'm no longer afraid of death so that very a very powerful transformative uh, experience but the second thing is they almost never talk about them again and again and again in these stories that people say you know doctor I've never shared this with anyone but or you're the first person I have ever told this about. And I think the reasons that that's true are similar uh, to the reasons we talked about. Hard for people to get their heads around it. Maybe people will think they're kind of crazy. The world can't make sense of these stories, and so people tend to be quiet about them. So it was very interesting during her talk her faith in life talk, what she did basically was for 45 minutes or so, she just recounted story after story after story after story. And the specifics and the particulars um, and and the, the sheer quantity of those stories and the consistency of the stories were so overwhelming that it was really hard to challenge them. And then at the end of her talk, she asked a question. She said, by the way, I'm curious, has anyone here listening to these stories. Has anyone here ever had an experience sort of like that? And without a moment's hesitation, 75, 80 percent of the hands in the audience went up. Now, again, she was talking about mysterious things, things that are hard to understand, things that people are not inclined to talk about in polite company, and yet when she sort of validated, I will say, the stories of everyone there, people were willing to step into that and say, yes, I've had an experience like that too. Now, I want to suggest today that the experience of that Faith in Life event, that talk that Janice, Dr. Amatuzio gave, is analogous, in a way, to what we do here every week. We gather here to talk about mystery, or mysteries And I'm not, when I use that language or that word, I'm not talking about a mystery in the sense of a detective story that has a, a solution, or, you know, here's who did it, who done it, Doctor, whoever in the library. I'm talking about mystery in the sense of something that is too deep for us to fully comprehend. I also, to be clear, I'm not only talking about sort of mountaintop experiences. I'm talking about the mystery of life itself. I'm talking about the mystery of existence. I know we have a lot of children here today. Who can explain, little infants, who can explain the mystery of the love that a parent has for a child or the love that a grandparent has for a child? That's the kind of mystery I'm talking about. I'm talking about the mystery that, that, that is too deep for us to understand about the gift of existence itself. And here in this place, I believe, we talk about that mystery in ways that makes sense of it. And it begins to make us realize, yeah, I don't know if I can fully explain it, but that I believe. And I'm talking about things we say repeatedly here. That the God of the universe, the God who created all things, loves you. That the God who made the universe cares for each and every one of you. I'm talking about the miracle of this communal life that we are privileged to live together alongside brothers and sisters who that same God mysteriously, miraculously challenges, calls, invites to say to each and every one of us, I do love you and I do care for you and I need your help. I need you to go back out into the world, to redeem the world, to restore the world, to bring health and healing to the world, to bring light to a world that is filled with darkness. That's what I think happens when we come here together. Which means, for me, maybe the transfiguration is not something that happened only 2,000 years ago. Maybe the transfiguration is about what is happening here and now. We are being transformed changed. We are being transfigured as we come here, and the instincts we have about our lives are validated and ratified and confirmed and, importantly, very importantly, we are given the strength and the courage not to be silent about those things, but to go back out into the world and share them with other people who desperately want to be reminded who they are, too. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Good and gracious God, on this Sunday of the transfiguration, we remember not only the day that your son was transfigured, but we also give you thanks for the ways that you change us. Give us the courage and the strength to receive your love today and also the courage and strength to share it. In all this we pray in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.